All right, welcome to the Big Fish Gaming Podcast. Um, I'm here with Alexander, Ide, and Goofy tonight. Um, Ide, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, since this is your first time on the pod, go ahead and do that. I'll assume you said me, because I am. If it's my first time, uh, I'm Ide or Lied. I go by either. I don't care. People get confused and have to figure out how to talk to me about that. Been playing the game since beta. Uh, was a very big Ziggs to Leah D-Gen for about a year and a half. Uh, now I, uh, now I have to play other stuff, so I guess it's a Lowy? I don't know. All right. Alexander, if you want to give a quick hello. Hi, me again. Uh, mostly a control player, but I've been trying to branch out recently. Uh, not, still can't get into the aggro mindset, but <laughs> been trying to play a bit more mid-range. Goofy. Hey guys, uh, it's Goofy here. Uh, mid-range player, always will be. We'll never, you know, go to control or degen aggro. So yeah. All right. Um. So today we'll get started. We have just a handful of topics today. Uh. There's not a lot going on in Runeterra, or I guess there's a lot going on, but not just a lot of different categories to talk about. So we're going to give a little quick Aegis recap from last week and talk about what it looks like this week and just the metagame overall. We consider talking about the, uh, the region identity article, but we didn't read it, so we won't be doing that. Um, hey, give me credit. I read that. Well, Alex, Alex read it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. To start out, let's get our Aegis recap um, going. So we... As Big Fish Gaming, we had three teams, or sort of three teams. We had a collab team with TKG this time. And that team was called Big Keg, Big Keg, sorry, I can't speak, Big Keg Gaming. And I was a part of that team, Shiro, General Schwartz, and Spider Mansion. And we actually finished first in our group. So we will be playing in the um, seating matches this week. Um, Alexander is a part of BFG Piranha, so I'll let you give your recap on that, Alex. Uh, yeah, so we were in Group 1. It was... I mean, we were fighting for third place last week and managed to scrape in. It got a bit sketchy because Croc's team did better than we expected, but still got there, so came out in third okay um i guess i should tell how our last week went too instead of just saying that we finished first because it didn't look like we were going to finish first coming into the week yeah were there any good teams in your bracket there were were a couple so we had winged snake i believe the name was um bass pro and red pup and so coming into the week bass pro was in the first spot and we beat them in our very first game of the night, and it put us in pretty good position to win as long as uh, win the group as long as they lost another one or we won out. So what ended up happen, happening is we won out, and they went 0-3. So we actually ended up winning the group by two games, but we really thought we were just fighting for play-ins when the week started, and then we just kind of lucked into the first spot. But... It went pretty well. Um, Captain Eyed, if you want to talk about Marlins finish. 
Yeah, so I'm gonna do. I'm gonna split with Goofy to be honest with you. Surprisingly, uh, so I'll give kind of the overview, but because I didn't play, I wasn't here for it. I'll let Goofy tell you kind of how the games went. Essentially, we want we went into the week um, tied for second in like record, but we were in third in tiebreakers, and literally one game out of fourth. Our entire group in group five was very, very, very even all season. And very experimental to some degree. Like uh, when everybody else was playing throughout the league, was playing like the same meta. Our group was trying to crack that meta consistently. Um, so things were pretty wild. And so everybody was packed pretty tight. We needed to really win our third match, um, which was against Trinathan's team. Um, my brain is forgetting their name. Um, but we needed to beat them in the collab. Okay. What was that? Chikate. Yeah, Chikate. Chikate. Um, And we need to beat them, uh, and then we were basically in. Um, There was almost no chance of us getting first. There was technically a little bit of a chance if Chip totally just shit the bed, and we won all three games. But again, the biggest thing was we need to beat Chikate. And uh, if we beat Aphelios, or not Aphelios, (laughs) Aphrodite... Uh, it was very helpful as well because we could probably end up ahead of them with a win there. So that, that those were our goals. Um, we didn't we specifically didn't target Chip uh, because we really didn't need to beat them, and we were double second pick. So Goofy, how did we end up doing? Um, so um, overall, uh, we got shit on by uh, Roji's team. The whole um season um so there's that but overall i think uh this uh, most recent week i had to reschedule um so um i had to you know play my games on a different day but um i think um both our players lost to roger's team uh this week um and i think uh you stunned and russ osiros uh um so one of them won one and then one lost one. Um, and that was against Aphrodite, I believe. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Um, Houston still winless in the regular season, two, two, uh, two seasons in a row. Put that on the record. Yeah. Houston uh, lost and then Russ won. And then it was up to me uh, to beat Listless. Um, by the way, these matchups were not favored for me. I just want to put that out there. Um, and I ended up winning them. So we ended up being Aphrodite that this week. Um and that put us in second place. So yeah. Because they also oh. won the collab. Yeah, we also won the collab. That was uh first game was kind of a shit show. Uh we played Jackson to Anasis and we could have won it, but we made some misplays. So yeah. But we won the collab, we came out on top, so that's all that matters. Okay, well, we all made it to the next stage out of groups, so that's really what matters. Can't overall. complain about that. Yeah, three yeah. out of three. I don't know. I mean, I don't think there's many other teams which have that, right? I don't know how many ABG got through. Even last season, I think. Uh, even last season, us getting two out of three out was better than uh, any other group team. Like, the group teams have been struggling a lot. You see maybe one or two. Um, max. Um, so 
I'm happy with how we've been playing, you know, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, definitely. I think our teams have been performing pretty well overall. It's nice to um, have a three-team conversion this time instead of just two. Um, Wade had a lot of issues last season just with scheduling and stuff, so it's good that Wade and Alex and Dalton were able to get over the hump with uh, Piranha and... Um, and and Rebby. Rebby, Rebby. Definitely, yeah. 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 Um, but moving on, uh, I guess we'll move into ages this week. Um, I'll tell my lineup, my team's lineup and what we're planning to do with it. And then we'll move on to Alex and then Marlon's lineup. Um, so the plan for our lineup with, um, big tech gaming this week is to beat fizz. And I, I think we beat the Timo, um, Vandal city deck just consequently um from the decks that we chose so i guess that is a good thing but really we're just being an aggro lineup because we think aggro is pretty strong right now and we'll be playing timo jacks jack uh jinx kenning and fish samira so i got on timo jacks a couple days ago because i saw um Group, a couple of group four members that um, from Bass Pro were playing it. Two players I really respect that respect and um, think they're good players. And Mtux and um, Akaido were playing Jack's Teemo. And I was like, well, this is weird. This is not a deck that's like very popular in the meta right now. And they were both crushing, according to Runeterra AR, with it. So I was like, maybe I should give this a try. And if, if you know me, you know I'm really big on Vandal City aggro. And so I started playing with it. And um, I'm looking at my AR right now, actually. And I have played 23 games with it today. And I am 78% with it. I think some of those are in the Ruthless Rumble. So count that how you will. I, But I'm just kind of crushing with it. And then I think Fist of Mirrors is probably the best deck right now. So why not play it? And we're playing in the seedings bracket instead of the play-ins. So I think we have a little bit more of a reason to try to take a risk with something like a triple aggro lineup over like playing in play-ins when your back's kind of against the wall. Um, but Alex, if you want to talk about what you're planning on playing, we'll go from there. Yeah, so we also want to beat Fizzmira. Um we, we think aggro's going to be the lineup that most people bring. It seems to have just gained so much steam over the past few days. And originally we'd been planning on bringing Fitzsamira, Heim Jace, and Jin, just because that's what I've been bringing into tournaments recently. But Wade I'm playing is a Shen Jarvan player. And he brought up that there's a Shen Jarvan list that's been becoming more popular that has a very, very winning matchup into Fizz Samira. So we ended up deciding to bring Triple Demacia with Shen J4, Vaintrox, and Elites is our current plan, though Elites might be changed. Just planning to really beat up on Fizzmira. We should also beat up on the Jax deck 
and hopefully we won't see control. Okay, yeah. Um, you're just doing the Masia things, it seems. Alex? The, class, the classic Alex, Alex Demacia angle. He's, Is that he's they'll turned never the corner? Yet. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and like, let me. Sorry, go ahead. So, part and part of that is also we've historically been pretty bad at collab sets. We've played two and lost both of them, and I think like we made some misplays because it was collab in those sets. So we did kind of want to just. We didn't want to bring a lineup and end up in mirrors and say, you know, even though we're all good players individually, we didn't want to be stuck matching our collab skills against our opponents. So we decided to take a risk, try to bait them on the meta read. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, just off topic for a second, I, I said that we were playing Timo Jax. And we are, that's true. But I said it was because of Akaido and Mtux, which is true to an extent. But the reason I decided to give it a try even over that is because I had mentioned it before the patch. And I was like, well, that's three players that I know are, are good. So I should give this deck a try. I did want to... Yeah, no, that's fair. I'm, and I, I, it's one of those decks that... Um, it was just becoming powerful back then. And like... It was seeing play, and it was getting a good win rate, but a lot of it was just surprise angle, I think. And it wasn't fully refined yet. And people moved away way, away from it back onto the Jinx discard. Um, but uh, I, it felt good. I, I mean, it's interesting. It's different. It's And it's stuff people aren't used to yet. And I think that that really matters in stuff like Aegis. You get these people who've played the same matchup a billion times, and like... They're going to play very, very well, right? Um, but if you're getting a situation... I don't even know what all the mecha yordles do. Like, I literally have to read half of them when they come down. So it's like, hey, I need to be aware that the more this guy's discarding, the more problems I have with this unit. So I got to get it off the board or not, you know? Well, you know I hit um, Masters and Eternal with mecha yordles, so I know what they all do. I did not know that, but that's, uh, you know, that's true. You certainly would. All right. If you want to talk about y'all's lineup, Goofy, we'll, we'll go there. Yeah. Um, if, I mean, if I want to ever jump in, he can. Um, so basically, we have the same, uh, you know, insight. We want to basically target decks that are going after vaults um, because... Uh, I think the previous week, I think in our group specifically, we had uh, players that or the teams that were kind of like a week behind, or not not our group, but other groups. Our group was not behind. Other groups were behind, and they were playing SI not this week, and then the week before that they should have been started playing SI decks uh, then. Um, so we think they're behind. So we think they're just going to be playing Fist and Mira and just all these. Um, Aggro decks, um, so we're just targeting those uh, lineups. Um, plus, we're also get into um, SI as well. Uh, we're just probably going to ban Nasus. So what we're bringing is uh, Vaintrox, Swain Alawi, um, and then uh, Narjin with with a 
with a little splash of um oh my god i can't think of her name help me out here oh nora or, or, nora uh, yeah, yeah nora. nora sorry with a splash of nora so that's what we're we're doing is we're targeting the aggro um and we're also get into the sidex but we're just if we see NASA's, we ban that. We're, so we're good into SI decks that aren't NASA's. Yeah, uh, we're good into. Yeah, there you go. Like, <laughs> it, it's, it. we're not great into them, but we're probably like. So the interesting thing is, so we've got NAR, which is totally fine, right? We've got Alawi, which is kind of bad, but is stats say is favored against Jaceheimer right now, but I, I think it's more coin flippy, um, or maybe a little Jaceheimer friendly, depending on who's playing. Um, I think it may do better. I, I've been seeing, just an FYI for those of you who are here, because fuck everybody else. Uh, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of Heimer Jace that's being played with Ionia right now, and I think that's an intentional move to try and deal with some some of the SI brings to keep some uh, those silences in there. Um. It's interesting, but I think it's really, really bad against Alawi. Um, so it's kind of one of those if we if we get a Swain Alawi um, through against something like that, I think we'll be in really good shape. But I've seen at least two two Aegis players who are very good players on ladder with the pink uh, Heimer Jays version, and so I I think some people are talking about it. Some people are considering it heavily, which great. You know, uh, that helps what we're trying to do. We think we just kind of looked at all the matchups and again, trying to focus on the aggro because we do think we think there'll be a lot of it. And we do think there still will be a lot of teams who are a little behind on vaults, but we're just not playing against it. We're just, we made that decision. It's number one out the door. We're banning it. 100%. Everything else will kind of look, you know. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, even I though, got... like myself, I sorry. Even though, like we're banning that, I would love, I love this card called Search Warrant. <laughs> um, so like, I would love to play that in Vein Chalks, but it's just better to like not put it in there and then just ban Nasus, in, in my opinion. Um, so, but I would love to do it though. I, it's piggybacking off that. I'm curious, what do you think of? It in vain trucks if you aren't playing into vaults. Is it still like. Because I've kind of liked it as just generically a good card. I'm curious. I do too. Um, like, so I've been playing, uh, you know, the Gauntlet with Pantheon Vein and or Pantheon Yumi. I tried the Yumi today and it, it actually felt better, surprisingly. Um, um, I, I like it just in the deck in general. Because it's felt good against other decks besides Nasus. Uh, like I, I played, I played against Heimer Jace. Uh, I felt good against that. Um, what else did I play against? Um, I can't really think of any of the decks, but it, just, it has overall felt great. So well, I I haven't played it. And I haven't seen it played other than a couple of times. Um, I am of the opposite opinion. I think that it's probably bad. However. Because I because there's enough there's there's more interaction out there right now than you think. Like uh, uh, Alexander's uh, calls that that Karma was dead are a bit too early. No, I've been seeing it no. on ladder it's by dead. people Fuck that off. have 600 LP, and I think 
that someone might bring it this week. Okay, but I, did they have 600 LP before they started playing Karma, or did they have 700 LP? Listen, I don't know. It was Zorig. I don't know how much he had, but I'll tell you that it beats the top two t- most played decks. It's the number one beat on the first one, and it's the second on the next deck. So, I mean, the issue is it beats two things that are now super meta. Um, does that mean that it's going to stay there? No. I mean, this meta has been wild. And uh, yeah. I think that's what we're talking about next. So I'm not going to get too far into that. Okay. Yeah. So I was actually going to ask y'all about Aatrox since y'all are both bringing it. But y'all kind of talked your way into that anyways. So I guess we can talk about the meta now if you want to. Um, so it seemed, if I guess we'll start out take, talking about the meta with uh, getting some Fizz hate out into the atmosphere. That card has dodged a nerf for far too long and still needs to be nerfed. Fizz um, did nothing wrong. Yeah, why leave Fizz no, alone? Fizz does everything. It's just a fish, man. Has Fizz, has Fizz been good Yes. in a deck <laughs> that wasn't broken for some no. other reason? Okay, AKA, for some issue, other right? fully so, independent reason. No, I, I think... So, like, it's not a fully independent reason. This is... Fizz is an... He's, like... He's the opposite of an enabler, right? You find a good deck, you put Fizz in it, and it wins certain matchups, right? Sure. And, like, Fizz Samira, the reasons it's good aren't independent from Fizz, because they work with Fizz, right? You throw buffs on Fizz. You get plunder procs using Fizz. You throw Shelly buffs on Fizz. How so I, I'm willing to maybe for the first time now consider that argument, but previous to the current Fizz iteration, like Fizz Samira, the current one, that was always a Samira deck. And it mattered so much more to have Samira in it. Now that you've got less focus on plunders being, you know, your procs for the monkeys, etc. Um, you're more of an elusive dodge deck. Maybe, but I don't know, man. Like, Samira is so good in, like, four decks. I think Samira is still overtuned. I think that Fizz was great in Siren Song because Siren Song was fucking busted. I mean, Siren Songs was top three or four decks. Out of like six, I mean, it wasn't Fizz's fault that Siren Song decks were wrong, you know. It kind of like Fizz was part of the reason that deck was so powerful. Yes, Siren Song was a much bigger issue, but there's a reason that Fizz was in there. Yeah, and I th- that's I think both things could be true. Like it seems like every time we have one of these decks. That are it's hard that are fast and hard to interact with. It's because Fizz is making them hard to interact with. So like yes, Samir is also still busted, but like I think Fizz is also busted. If that makes sense. All and, I know is nobody was playing Fizz when there was no Samira. Nobody. That's okay, true. That's so true. like people have played Fizz in decks that didn't have Samira. Yeah, with Busted Nami. Of course people played it then. Okay, so like, they played it with Nami, they played it with the attach unit. They didn't play it with Nami, they played it with Busted Nami. They can play it with Nami now, now that Nami's not busted, it don't work. (laughs) Nami's Nami's another example where like, yes, 
the deck itself was doing other things, but part of why that deck was so powerful is because Fizz was there, and Fizz did allow it to win certain matchups, which it shouldn't have been winning. Yeah, right. I mean, what and, are we going to do, though? Like, what do we do, though, to Fizz? Like, I think you make it where it only counters the first spell. That no, that, that kills him. I don't care, it's been alive too long. <laughs> That's what I wait, said about Karma. So now like, it's the best deck wait, wait, what I wait pushed for is making it only work with non-burst skills. I think that would be the biggest uh, yeah. problem is when Fizz can dodge an attack while also putting a buff on him. That's where like Fizz becomes this degenerate if you try to kill him, then he gets strong. <laughs> then he gets stronger, and you lose the game on the spot. So if what you is... just say fast speed only, he still works. He still does his thing, but he's not just this super valuable buff target. What if his um, counter was a skill? Does that make a difference? Or is that... Um, not particularly. Like, that affects very, very few decks in the game. Yeah. yeah, I guess that's fair. You'd have to fill stack with something somehow before, like a Rex or maybe Karma, which... Yeah, and that's like... <sighs> mm -hmm. Or I guess I guess that one thing that would be interesting about skill is that you could, you could deny it. But there's yeah. so few... There's so few decks which run denies, and the ones which do aren't going to want to well, deny that. Like, I, I think that I think that's kind of putting in another uh, okay. not buff, another nerf, which isn't doing much. A counter, another idea. Okay, so the counter only works on like some kind of mana range. So, like, you know, Nobify just does three or less. What if it did yeah. four or less or something? So, like, if you vengeance that thing, it just dies. Don't hate that. That's interesting to think about. Like, hey, if the spell is over certain mana, this cancels all spells under X mana. That Yeah, I don't, I don't hate that. I mean... That's about the only buff, uh, other than that one uh, that you talked about a second ago about making a skill that I think I'd even be on board for. Because again, I, I don't think he needs nerfed. I just every time we get one of these like spell-based decks, he's just so good in it. And I, Duh. if if you want these spell-based decks to be a thing, I think he has to be touched or something at some point, or it's I mean, just gonna happen over and over again, like it has. I mean, like, Fizz I Seraphine never happened. <laughs> okay, but Fizz Seraphine. Like, that's where I'm talking about. It's about the decks which are buffing, right? That's where he's good, is when you throw buffs on Fizz. Yeah. I will say, Samira is also broken. You're not wrong. Yeah. That Samira should be fixed. And <laughs> they should have done something different a long time ago with her. That the, the things that they. Uh, at least they made her reset her rally because that was like the bare minimum that should have been the first nerf yeah. like the first nerf that came out was just like guys you know you misunderstood <laughs> how bad this situation they're like oh it's not samira let's let's nerf burbel fish what <laughs> hey they and nerfed all out oh. too 
remember. I don't even remember. Do you not remember original Fallout? No. Let's let's not. Oh no. Yeah. Let's not. Let's not remember that. I mean, we don't want to. We don't want to kill the fish, right? Because he's part of our own, you know. Yeah. Why you guys hate fish? (laughs) Come on. It's like a humanoid, though. So I don't know if that counts. (laughs) Come on. He's still part of the family. Come on. All right, um, let's talk about some of these other decks, I guess. Um, we mentioned vaults um, when we we're talking about Aegis, that we think that it might be on the backswing. I think what you said, but it's still at the top of the uh, top of like play rate right now, and it's still holding a fifty-four percent win rate. So, I tell me what you think about vaults. Uh, it's bait and Aegis, but outside of Aegis, it's not that bad. Um, the thing about vaults is and has been two things. Uh, I will tell you because I brought it to a seasonals, and uh, I don't know if you know or an open. Sorry, and uh, I don't know if you know that was my worst open performance ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really liked the deck at the time. Uh, it was kicking the shit out of Echo, uh, and it still does. It's very good into a lot of things, and it is honestly. Into most matchups, very easy to pilot. There are some tough matchups to pilot. Um, uh, generally, like the Alawi matchups are a little bit more complicated because you're playing, you need to play more control. But people don't. They just want to jam and build big Nasus. Um, and it's very good into most big mid range right now. Most. It still loses to like Malphite, surprisingly. Um, but like, most of the big mid-range it beats, which are very popular decks. Like, they're good decks, but I don't know if you've looked like... Like, Jax Horn has dropped under 50% win rate right now, which is insane. But everyone's just on counters to it. Like, everyone's on Heim Jace, and everyone's on uh, Vaults. And when everything in the meta is a counter to what is a very good deck, the counters are going to win, and you have to wait till something counters that to move people off of it. And I think that's where we're at. I think we're at that point where you're seeing a lot more aggro, and you're seeing, um, you know, Nasus just folds to that. Nasus cannot deal with heavy aggro decks. It it has a 30 to 37 percent win rate against pretty much all of them. So. Uh, that's why your triple aggro lineup this week for Aegis makes sense to me. When you've got a ban, I think the deck is much worse. Um, and sometimes you just don't draw vaults. Or, alternatively, how it went for me in the open, don't draw vaults, don't draw vaults, draw triple vaults in your opener. Cool. Uh, you lose you lose all of those, just an FYI. <laughs> yeah, I think that sums up pretty much my thoughts on uh, vaults too. Alex or Goofy, do you all have anything? to say about vaults um i hate it uh <laughs> not just like playing against it but like playing it um i just don't see i just don't like the deck um never have and i don't think i ever will uh that's pretty much all i can say about the deck uh i pretty much summed it up too um yeah i think i'd got it it's a fun easy deck that beats a lot of things that aren't trying to beat it so like on ladder you're going to beat a lot of random nonsense just because you play a big nasus and they have to deal with it okay yeah um 
right, so moving on to another deck. Um, so the top three of the meta right now, according to AR, is Vaults at one, Heimer Jace at two, and Fist Samira at three. We've already talked about Fist Samira and Vaults. So we're going to move to Heimer Jace, and then we're kinda, we'll do more skipping around after that. Um, but Alex, this is a deck that's more your speed. So if you want to talk about Heimer Jace a bit and what, what you think about it right now. I haven't been loving it too much right now. I think it's a good deck, but it can struggle into the aggro that we're seeing because, you know, you have these big spells that you have to play, and especially with aggro that has... The, the way you normally beat aggro is you kind of kill all of their stuff and they don't have enough refill to beat you afterwards. That's how you beat elusives, for example. With Timo Jax and Fizz Samira, they have enough refill that you know you have these big six-cost spells. You have to use them inefficiently, and then they just keep playing more units, and they never run out of units, and you just begin to fold. You don't really have the time to go big on tech anymore. So I just think. I think it's not in a great spot meta-wise. Still good, still good deck. It does what it's meant to, and it can beat those matchups. Yeah, but any, yeah. Any of the other two big Jace Heimer people are not. I, I used to love it, but I'm sort of retired these days. Um, I don't mind Jace Heimer. I think it's good. It's a little bit more turret-centric again because of um, Graptotron or whatever. Um, one thing that I will mention, I think, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm like 90 plus percent sure. I think if you capture the Scraptotron, it comes back at one. Yeah, so that's an interesting use use for that um, in another deck that isn't vaults. Yep. Um, I think you pretty much always would try to use it on, like, if somebody plays like an 8-8, always. Because, again, Heimer Jace, the, the struggle with using the capture in that kind of matchup is they have enough low damage spells or even Vengeance, that they're going to free their unit, and then you've just blown a bunch of mana for not very much. Um, so you better get something out of it, and that's a good way to get the value on your side of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I played against Time Chase the other day and today. Um, I just kept on capturing their units at, with Lusa, or with the, not Lusa, sorry, with spell showed units, and they just couldn't really do anything about it. I was just, I was ahead of them board the whole time because of it, so. In which time? great. Um, I was, I was playing, uh, Pantheon. Okay, yep. Pantheon, yeah. Alright. It, uh, it wasn't a fun time for them. <laughs> that doesn't sound like it. Um, moving on uh, let's talk about some decks that we were kind of scared of last week but now they're kind of falling out of favor a bit and that's the two sump monument decks um elusives and the bandle city teemo deck um i'll start this one i guess and i'll talk about elusives a little bit so i was winning a lot with this deck last week and i still think it's pretty strong i mean it's showing that it has a 55 percent win rate still um, I think the issue this deck is having at being like a pillar of the format at the moment is that there's a lot of lot more aggro decks that have popped up, and 
sometimes you can just get under this deck before they get their purifying flame set up. And that causes a lot of problems. And even if you get your sump monument down, there's only so many puff caps you can get put in your deck before you're just going to die anyways. And then there's decks that are also aggressive that are all that plant are playing Teemo themselves. So if they ever get like a Teemo through and you already have 200 caps in your deck, you're just going to die because of that. Um, but that's kind of my thoughts on Elusive right now. As far as the Bandal City version goes, it's more like mid rangey combo ish. I think aggro has kind of been an issue for it too. Because they try to do all these things to set up the big um, big puff cap turn. And you're just doing all this Fist Samira stuff. All these Return wrench decks. And they just don't have time to get all the cards in their hand with their draw spells that they need to. Before you get their life total low enough that some monument's not really good anymore. Um, but I think both these decks are pretty good still but just not something I'm looking to bring to anything at the moment. Um, what are you thinking, Goofy? Um, I think the Elusive deck, um, I bought that last week. Um, I think it's quite uh, boring. Um, I just think, I mean, it beats, it beats like what? It beats SI decks. Um, so that was something that I was like considering to like with our team. Like I was telling them, hey, maybe loses, but I don't and then we just went on the you know, we realized that we're probably not gonna see any, you know, SI really. So um now as far as the Banal City, uh I've never been a fan of like Timo and like the Popcap Wincon, so um, I, I think they're like, they're. I think they're good decks. I just don't uh, find them very fun. Um, so, okay, yeah, Alex, okay. you got in. So, elusives. First off, they don't. I, I don't think elusives actually loses to Shadow Isles a lot of the time. I think it, it loses to Jace Heimer. I think it beats the other ones. If I'm or yeah, 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 I don't, yeah. I don't think it beats it. Um. It also loses to Darkness, I believe. I don't know what other... It's like... Who the hell's playing okay Darkness? Into vaults. I don't know. Specifically I've monsters. seen it. Um, and I think a big part of why the deck's gone down is people have figured out how to play into it. Right? The... Because I think it was doing decently into Heimer Jace until people figured out that if you kill their units, if you focus on certain cards, you can just beat them really easily because the deck doesn't have a refill. And the same goes for every control matchup. And so that made it, and that just kind of killed the deck because now it's losing into aggro and it's losing into control. So the only thing left is mid-range, and mid-range isn't being played much. Yeah. Uh, as far as puff caps goes, it was really just beating up on some of the more control-heavy decks, and now it's not. Right? Just not too much else to say about it. It was 
a counter deck that has had its counters go out of the meta. How it goes sometimes. I'm very upset that Goofy said puff cap decks aren't fun. That's the that is the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> that's the worst take of all time. I love puff cap decks. Zero's on the same page. Like watching watching people pull those mushrooms out when it's that last turn where you just don't know what's gonna happen. I love the excitement. I love the win con of puff cap decks. I was I played two hundred plus games of Teemo last season when Teemo wasn't that good. But he was good into certain things. Um and it was a totally different deck. Uh I I think the um Puff Cap version uh is suffering. Not for its not because of its own fault. Um it's suffering because there are too many um landmark decks in the meta, <laughs> which was not particularly something that uh you could have really predicted that much. But I mean even thralls, like having landmark removal, cheap landmark removal for a potential 8-8 is huge. And you see a lot of the control that's beating, you know, some of these Teemo decks now is running specifically landmark control. And it's not, they, they couldn't run it just for Teemo. It wouldn't pay off. They would lose other matchups. However, when you've got Nasus as the number one um, with vaults, and then you've got Thralls around, and... You know, there's a, there's a few other landmarks off and on. It just it's it becomes worth it to stack two or three, and um, those things matter. Even the things like scorched, you know, you put an extra scorched in. Scorched is a useful card in control decks. Well, now you've got a landmark removal and a useful card, and um, those kind of things really have put a I think a damper on that deck. Um, as far as the the elusives, I think it's just. Meta's too fast. Um, Alex and I talked about this last week. What would win, you know, between even elusive Teemo and other Teemo? Uh, we think the non-elusive wins. It just does more damage faster. Um, and when you get when you get a setup like that where aggro is becomes heavy in the meta, it always beats elusives almost always because it's just cheaper units, bigger, more damage units, and and elusive doesn't want to block so. You run into that problem. Okay, hear me out. When do we put Sparklefly? Listen, I love Sparklefly. I, I'm pretty sure that card got rotated, but I'm not certain. <laughs> it might, it might have been. Um, I know there's I, something that's that's life seal there. I have a other opinion. I think that um, there's also been a rise in um, uh, Shroomadex, which hit it from two different directions with both landmark removal and um, the sands. Um, also, the um, uh, Aatrox deck getting bigger means there's a lot of more decks with um, Challenger, particularly Challenger that you can't deal with very easily. Uh, and um, also, all of the the, um, all the decks playing Throw Yard are realizing that you can, in fact, freeze them at burst speed and they can't do anything about it. Yeah, I think those are all good points, especially the quicksand and the landmark removal. That's definitely an issue with both of those decks, especially elusive. Getting quicksand is brutal sometimes. Um, moving on to another set of decks, 
I'm going to kind of group these like I did the Stump Monument decks because I feel like they're all trying to do the same thing. And two of them basically are the same deck. So um, the Returno Wrench decks, I think these decks are back in full force and probably stronger than they have been since Returno Wrench has been released. And I think that's due to just Returno Wrench being very strong itself with things like Squeaker, Zonite Urchin, um, even things like Rummage and Harpoon. But I think what really puts it over the top is just how good it is with parts made whole. Well, sometimes you'll get to draw two, make a 3-2, equip a, uh, equip return a wrench, and then open attack. And it just feels so good getting to attack with a bunch of mecha yordles plus a free 3-2 that you made before your opponent can make any more blockers. And so all these return wrench decks has probably been my favorite decks in the format so far. And I think they're going to continue to get more refined and stronger as we go. And um, another, so the three decks that play Wrench right now, I'm sure I'm missing one that's more fringe. But we have Jinx, Ken and Jinx, and those decks are basically the same thing. Because um, you're not really doing anything with Kinnon except for making extra discard fodder. Um, the Kinnon Jinx deck is posting a higher win rate right now. Um, I think it's just due to you have more one drops, so you're a little quicker. Um, and then the other one is a deck that I'm also mentioned earlier that is Timo Jax, and I think that's probably oddly enough the strongest returner wrench deck at the moment, even though you would expect it to be Jinx. But I think sometimes Jinx and returner wrench don't work in ways that you want them to because. Sometimes you'll have so many wrenches that you're just like stuck with them in hand, and then it's really awkward with Jinx. So I think that's why it's been a little better with Jax so far, in my opinion. But I mean, it's still kick ass in the Jinx deck, too. Um, Ide, what do you think about the, all the wrench decks? I think they're fun. Uh, I think it's a new, it's a new, um, different kind of way to play um, discard. Um, I like Mecha Yordles in general. I think that they have very unique, um, just kind of play styles with them because they're they they give you options and the options are very game impactful. And so I like that that is a thing that exists in mid range decks. Um, there are a lot of these people out here hitting on mid range saying it's not hard to play, and I enjoy um, having some more um, skill dependent decks. Plan ahead why you're going to pick, which one you're going to pick. Sometimes it's real simple, but sometimes, like, you know, you're offered various cards that are very similar, and it's mostly the higher end, you know, when you're getting to that 5-6 um, level of, of of unit that your preference is going to be a lot more what your board state looks like. You know, if you want... If you're going to get wide, you want to do one that's going to buff everything versus the one that gives you the 6-6 six, six with two Sand Soldiers. And... You kind of have to plan ahead a little bit with those. Um, and I like that. And I like that you have to kind of plan ahead with discard fodder, too. You have to make sure you have discard things left. Or you don't discard something that really doesn't help you, whereas the Return of Wrench is giving you extra damage, too. So I think it's a, a nice, interesting new way that you can play aggro-ish. Aggro, aggro to mid-range, but it's definitely combo. Um... I think it's fun, and I think that I do think I don't know. 
what will become the best one eventually i think right now Jax is the most interesting because again i think it's newer different and people aren't as used to it yeah i i agree with that i'm not 100 percent confident that'll be the best long term but i think that it might be right now um i will like to add it up on a point that you made with the wrenches doing extra damage sometimes like when you're playing against these decks you think that you're probably at a good like 15 still and then you look down at your life total and you're like at five just because these wrenches have been doing so much work and i feel like that's one of the big strengths of the deck because between all the little impacts and harpoon you really get your next uh get your opponent's nexus down before they even really notice it most of the time um Maz, do you have any opinions on the wrench deck? Uh, not really. I think wrench is a decent thing, and I, um, actually, I, it doesn't make it makes sense to me that it works well with Jax because Jax quite often has a problem leveling, and if you're instantly doing damage all the time, then that's actually means that your Jax usually comes down leveled, which is a big advantage. Yeah, um, Goofy. Yeah, um, I. Well, uh, I'm on I'd side here. I think it's a really, really, really fun um, way to play the game right now. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm playing it. Like, I, like lately, I've I've not been really had much that much fun on Terror lately. Um, so I've been kind of trying away from it recently. But I think the wrench decks are really, really fun. The Mecha Yordles are really fun to play with. Um, I think the Jax Teemo, I personally think the Jax Teemo is the best one. Uh, also, because you have that Jax Wincon too, right? So I think that is currently the best wrench deck, um, even though I love the um, Jinx version too as well. Um, we, as a team, were considering, before we even decided to even target uh, the aggro side of the Jinx and Samir Fizz, um, we were gonna go that route. We were thinking, we were possibly thinking about um, Jinx uh, Kennen. So, um, but yeah, I think overall it's 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 fun. It's great. I think it's good for the game. Um, it's not you know overly toxic. So, yeah. Okay, Alex, I haven't seen you play this deck, but do you have a wrench opinion before we move on? I haven't played it, but playing against it. Um... Orn Jacks having fish fight is huge. That's something that the Jinx deck doesn't really have is a way to deal with engines, a way to like interact without screwing up their own game plan. So I think that makes Jax probably the stronger of the two. Okay. Um Yeah, see it seems like we're in agreement that the Jax Teemo version is the strongest right now, but we're, I think we all could admit that we wouldn't be surprised if somebody finds the right combination of cards in the Jinx version and it is just by far the best because Jinx is just really strong always. Um, but I think that's a pretty good cap on those particular decks. Um, now, I'd like to talk about something that we haven't seen a ton in the meta, but it seems like it's doing well win percentage-wise still. And that's the all the champion strength decks. They've kind of disappeared a little bit. I'm assuming they're just a little slow at the moment. But I know somebody that will know. 
for sure what the issue is. So, Maz, tell me what's wrong with the uh, champion strength decks right now. Nothing. They're just not popular. They, it still basically um, does what it's supposed to do. Um, there is, was a minor problem for a bit where everyone was playing um, mm -hmm. Buried in Ice. And it became like, oh, okay, so we can't, in fact, play champion strength. We just have to beat them otherwise. But those have died down a bit, so not a big problem as far as I can tell. Um, this is not popular. That's just going to be my answer. Yeah, that makes sense. I think people got... I have no problem doing that sort of thing, but I think people get a little tired of doing the same things over and over again since there's a lot of newer things going on besides the Fizz deck. That's pretty old school. But... Um, oh, what uh, do you... Sorry, the, just an addenda. Also, when there was when there was a rise of Nidalee decks, um, you had to be really careful that you weren't just playing it straight into um, Vastaya. Mm, yeah, that makes sense. Goofy, I, have you dabbled any champion strength decks lately? No, no, not really. Um, like I said, I've like tried away a little bit playing, been playing yeah, a little bit sense. of Valorant. So, yeah. Right, Other we'll than that, it's just Valorant like podcast next week. Sweet, um, that'd be awesome. <laughs> I do you have an opinion on champion strength at the moment? Yeah, I think it's interesting. Uh, it's just uh, it's here's one thing that's always really important to think about. And I'm trying to get better at myself. Is like looking at decks that were really good in the meta, and something changed, right? Either the meta changed, or like this Teemo deck, the Puff Caps deck. It'll be back once Landrock re removal is gone, or once Super Aggro is gone. It'll be back, and whoever figures remembers to bring it back first is going to do very well. And um, I think that's where champion strength is currently. Like we got triple Demacia coming out of Alexander's team. I think that's actually kind of scary with champion strength because you don't have you don't have all the denies that were being run when we had um, we had uh, the Siren Song meta that ended. Then it was a bunch of buried and I still protecting, you know, to keep away from that. And I think those are both gone. So I think, honestly, this might be the best meta in this current season for champion strength. Yeah, I think that's very possible. I know I had a lot of wins using Timo Tristana at the beginning of the season. And it seems like it still has a pretty high win rate but there's just not a ton of players on it. Um, Alex, tell us about Champion Strength, because I guess you're bringing it with your Elite stack, so... Yeah, um... So one thing to mention is that loses really... Like, Champion Strength decks in general lose really hard to Vaults. That's just... They have a big Nasus, which not only can they block you multiple times during your attack, but they can also... He's reducing your attack values. Your champion strength massive board isn't doing as much. They have denies. They have castigate sometimes, which is just brutal <laughs> against the champion strength. So I think that's part of why it went out. Um, oh, yeah, getting castigated on turn four is yeah, just like, it's, it's oh, not. wow. I mean, or just... Even if they don't have it then, if you turn six, you cast your... In turn six, you cast champion strength, you think you're fine, and then they kill every unit on your board, and you just lose. 
it's so I think that's why it went out of the meta initially, and now it's good against aggro, but it's not not every champion's strength deck is winning really hard against aggro, so I don't think it's worth sacrificing the vaults matchup necessarily. It's probably better in BO3 because you can ban vaults, but then if you run into a vaults deck, they're probably on some other more control style stuff, which champion strength doesn't do amazingly into. It's playable, but like, I don't think champion strength tends to do well into Heimer Jace. So, uh, depends. If they're more on the robots version, then no, it's actually fantastic. Um, but if they're more on the more control end, then yeah, you're in a bit of trouble. And I think Heimer Jace is tending towards the more control side of things these days. Yeah, I think all those things make sense. Um, it dev- so it seems like we're pretty on board that it does have a spot in the meta, but it needs to like settle out which one's the best and which one's the best in certain matchups and all that sort of thing. Um, but I think we tagged on most decks I, I think are going to be relevant this week. Um, maybe not necessarily in the metagame portion of our podcast, but like we talked about Aatrox and the Aegis section. Um, and I, I don't think I missed any decks that we just absolutely need to talk about. Um, does does anybody else have any decks that they want to talk about? Uh, I wanted to slight comment there. Um, the other thing is that I think people um, underestimate how much Demasi was actually affected by Rangers Resolve rotating. There's just a whole lot more situations where you, you lose all of your units or you lose a large percentage of your units just because you don't have that card anymore. Um, so I, I think that going forward, Demacia is going to be a lot more fragile. Um, so you, it, it's basically you either you bring it and hope to win um, because you pick perfect matchups or you're just going to lose. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Ranger's Resolve was ridiculous in it. I'm not saying it was like too good and need to be like nerfed or anything, but I think people were playing low numbers of that card for a while when it was actually one of the better cards in Demacia, one of the reasons to play Demacia. I am um, saying it was too good and needed to be nerfed. That's a fair take. Um, but let's wrap the podcast up. Uh, thank, thank you for listening. And this is not a plug because we don't have any association with them, but it would be really cool if y'all all go play the Mash and Rotare Open. I believe that's this weekend. Um, because more players in tournaments means we get more tournaments eventually. And I think those guys do a good job of putting on a decent tournament. So go check that out. Uh, Thanks for listening again. And until next time, we're out.